The dogs look to go three and zero as the Tennessee Volunteers travel down to Athens, Georgia, looking for a W in what should be one of the bigger games of the schedule so far. I am Chico Chibuye. With me is Keegan Chanel, and this is Dogs Off the Leash. Moving up, we're moving up. That's right, man. It feels good. We got some momentum in our season. We got Tennessee. I feel like the season's still ours. <laughs> you know, it's, we're we're in control. So doesn't mean uh, worse teams have beat us in the past. So we should be looking alive. But I feel like we should uh, go into this game some confidence and just see if the Bulldogs are the real deal. So for me. Uh, again, Tennessee is actually one of my favorite teams to play, and we talk about this on our show all the time. Uh, because we're from North Georgia, you know, this one means a little bit more for me. You know, in Atlanta, you've got the Tech rivalry, South Georgia, you've got Florida, West Georgia, you've got, you've got Auburn, and then East Clemson, for those who may not be aware, Clemson is actually a rival uh, back in the day. But Tennessee, like I said in the last podcast, something about that orange man really gets me going. Now, in the last couple of years, we've actually – We've actually been embarrassing them, to be completely honest. But Tennessee is actually trending upwards this year. They are 2-0. and They're coming in ranked number 14. Now their wins are over South Carolina and Mizzou. But, again, this is an all-SEC slate, so wins are wins, and all the wins are credible this year. So no excuses. They're hot, and we're looking to cool them off a little bit. Yeah, I think they have some momentum, and they're in a, ter- you know, a totally different chapter in the, in the terms of just where the program is at, like – they have some momentum. They got Jeremy Pruitt. They've got some big time recruits. You know, guys like Cade Mays and fill in the blank. A few others transfers have come in. I mean, they got the ball rolling. They're they're a legit competitor, and I think they'll be better than Auburn, to be honest. Yeah, I think it will end up being a better game than Auburn. And all I know is at the end of the end of the game on Saturday afternoon, somebody is going to end up singing Rocky Top, and I'm really, really hoping it's going to be me. Because in all honesty, I love the song, but I can only bear it after we beat their heads in. Only time I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I I can w- w- think back to, you know, growing up in the 90s with the, in the Peyton Manning, Philip Fulmer area. Uh, exactly. Tennessee just, you know, they dominated us. So that was kind of my introduction to college football was watching – all my dad's friends like just be extra upset that Tennessee had whooped us yet again. And then, uh, then, you know, in the Mark Rick era, we started, I think we kind of, we started to kind of split the series and then we kind of started taking a lead on it and then, uh, bring in Kirby smart. And then it's pretty much been dominance ever since. I think what I guess the, was that, I guess it was that, that was still Mark Rick when the Hail Mary happened. Well, maybe or, what was it no, cause that was but that was Butch Jones. I, I took a look at the the series, and I think that was one of their last wins. And it was in Athens with Josh Dobbs. I, I want to say it was either 2014 or 16. That one, yeah, I think it was Kirby because Jacob Eason, Jacob Eason had just made a super dope throw right before Josh Dobbs did that. Right, 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 right. right. So outside yeah. of that, we're we were on a streak. Same as uh, the Auburn streak. What three games now? Yeah, yeah, we're we're doing some work against the against the rivals, the traditional guys. Yeah, yeah, man. So I'm I'm feeling good about it. Just like I think, for me, when I think Tennessee football, I think of like a physical football team. I think of a 
down to the wire. I don't know what it is about Tennessee, but it just seems like we always manage to keep them a little bit closer than we ought to. And I think that's just typical of rivalry games. And I don't necessarily expect that, but I do think both teams will have very, very, very similar game plans. Because, honestly, these teams are straight out of the Nick Saban defensive assistant coaching branch. You know, they're yeah, physical defenses, trying to run the ball. You know, so really, this will be, the I think, the closest thing to an SEC classic matchup that we've probably experienced in quite a while. So I'm looking forward to it, you know. I'm, uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and same here. I'm looking forward to the matchup. I think this one's going to be better than Auburn. And we're actually going to have our first guest of the season on the, pack, on the podcast with us today, uh, my good friend and – to be honest, probably my favorite Tennessee fan, uh, Cameron Crump. Yeah, he's going to join us later on just to give us his perspective on the game. Like I said, there's a lot of momentum, and the Tennessee faithful, they're really up. Now, there's always those Tennessee fans that you can't stand and some that are a little bit more realistic. Same way with Georgia, same way with Florida, same way with Tech. It's just how fan bases work. But he, he's really been excited, so I wanted to bring him on and just uh, kind of get his view on what he sees. But, Keegan, before we get to bringing in Cameron, I wanted to talk to you about how you think our offense is going to attack the defense on the Tennessee defense on Saturday. Yeah, so I think we just need to keep the recipe of spreading the ball around. Tennessee allowed 27 points from South Carolina in their first game, and both in their matchups against Mizzou and South Carolina, they were the Tennessee's defense gave up over 100 yards on the ground. So, that looks good for us. I think that we have superior rushing attacks to, than both those teams that they've already played. So I think that kind of keys in for our favor. Now I expect Tennessee to have a chip on their shoulder and to try to come in aggressively, but I think it's just all about ball control. If we can, you know, kind of grind them down. I think we just, as good as Tennessee really is, and I do think they're the best team we'll have played yet, I think that we're just deeper. So if we're able to kind of, rotate back so we were last game, keep the ball spread around. And then an interesting factor about this game is that now Tennessee kind of knows what Todd Monk and the offense is going to look like. So I expect them to be kind of keyed in for us. But with that in mind, we got to keep it creative. We'll see if Stetson Bennett can be the guy like he was the last two games. I would not be surprised if he was not, if there was a immediate quarterback change. I, I do think that we were kind of limited in our ability to get the ball down deep. So if Tennessee plays to that and they're able to kind of keep the ball in front of them and get a, get a blitz and kind of disrupt what Stetson Bennett's been able to do and his consistency, then I do expect a quarterback change. Other than that, I think it's just a lot more the same, keeping the recipe and spreading the ball around. And then, you know, guys, there's a, there's a chance that Trey McKitty might see some action, the transfer tied in from Miami. Correct. Or Florida State, excuse me. Florida yeah, State. Cager uh, was Miami. Yeah, so and he's been a big factor in the offseason. Someone we've talked about, the tight ends have really gotten some looks in this new offense. So if he's able to see the field, expect him to be a factor. Other than that, it's just more the same. Control the ball, control the clock. And grind down the balls. Yeah, I can't see I can't see the offense really stepping away too much from what we've done. Uh, really, they can't key on anybody in the passing game, which is effective in itself. And then if they're going to stop the run game, um, they're just going to have to bring it. They're going to have to lunch pail it on Saturday. And I, I think the offense uh, will struggle a little bit more than they did at Auburn, 
given that we should have scored about 40 points, but I still see us, um, you know, being consistent through the four quarters uh, in the scoring. Now, from a defensive vantage, uh, from what I've seen through for Tennessee so far offensively, they have their running game going. It's humming right now. They have two backs in Chandler and Gray that really lead the attack, and then you've got Garantano, who has been doing his thing, uh, and I imagine his stats are coming in the red zone versus him pulling to Lamar Jackson all day. But they rushed for 232 yards against Mizzou last week and then 133 yards versus USC the week before. So with that, with that, they're, they're right there at about 180, 200 yards per game. So we've got to shut that down, and I personally think that's going to be a challenge that our defense uh, will gladly accept. Our front seven has been amazing, and I expect that to continue, especially if we want to get a, a win. Now, really why their offensive uh, run game has been so effective is the offensive line. And when you talk about the offensive line for Tennessee, you have to go straight to two familiar faces. Um, first of all, their offensive line coach, Will Friend, who was a coach at UGA before he went to Tennessee. Um, you can credit that to Jim Chaney, who dog fans should be familiar with. Uh, he was OC here for a couple years before he went to Tennessee. And then you have a little bit of drama in the whole Cade Mays situation. Uh, for those who may not remember or may not know, uh, Cade Mays was really – he was going to be one of our starters this year. He's a great offensive line, um, offensive Tackle, I believe, is where he was going to play. Uh, ended up transferring, and then there was that whole legal debacle with his dad getting his finger chopped off and suing the university for whatever. So there was a little bit of, little bit of bad blood, and he's a Tennessee legacy in the first place. So, you know, some people feel like, oh, he's a traitor. Other people like me is like, hey, best of luck to you. We'll see you on Saturday. I'm not really tripping over it. But their run game has been effective, and I think if we can stop that, we can make them – one-dimensional, and put the game on Garantano's back. And that's what we want. Garantano reminds me a little bit of Felipe Franks. We harass him, we give him nightmares, and we've done that for his whole career. So let's put it in his hands, and let's get this W. Absolutely. I think we were able to take a really solid quarterback in Bo Nix and kind of put him on his heels. Now, granted, Garantano's got a lot more experience. And as a fan, I'm, I'm pretty nervous about this because you know I talk about senior leadership, and they do have it. So... Expect them to be gritty and to still be in this game a little bit later than I'd like. I think they actually match up well against us with their offensive line versus our defensive line. I hate to say it, but I do think that our rotation and our depth at defensive line and our ability to put in young stars is really unparalleled. And I think this is probably, you know, since we have a top three defensive line, like any given day, it's number one. So Tennessee's going to have their hands full, but we are up against some uh, stout competition, and like you said, they have some familiar faces, and really they have the, the, the top to bottom. Uh, this is not the Tennessee team of the last few years. You know, they're completely better, but so are we, you know, and we're improved too, so they, they better have their A game when they come to Athens because we will be bringing ours, and I believe that. It's going to be a big challenge for them. Uh, I feel like it's going to be one for us as well, but enough about what we think. Uh, I want to go ahead and bring in our Tennessee fans, Cameron Crump, and find out a little bit about what he thinks about the games. Uh, I know they're, they're up over there in, in Knoxville and Ball Nation as a whole, so let's, uh, let's bring him in and find out how he's feeling. What's up, homie? Cameron Crump, my guy. How you doing? Hey, doing good, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy this week is getting towards the end, and I'm ready for this big game, and I know that you are too. 
So ready for this head-to-head matchup, man. Um, I feel I'm feeling pretty good about it right now, and I know we'll get into that talk here in just a minute. But uh, we definitely uh, will. Yeah. yeah, just glad to be on here, guys. So I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, me and Keegan here with you, and uh, like we said, we talk about Georgia football every week on the podcast. No big thing, but uh, I wanted to have a Tennessee fan on here, and congratulations on being our first guest. Of the of the show this season, uh, it's a, it's an honor to have you. But you know, Cameron, we're from North Georgia, so we have to deal with the Georgia Tennessee rivalry more than maybe other Georgia fans do. So I wanted to ask you, what does this rivalry mean to you, or you know, what's a favorite memory that you can remember uh, from this game? Well, the biggest thing you kind of you know uh, hit it there, just being up uh, in North Georgia and right here next to the. Tennessee line and everything, but even more than that, um, just me growing up, man, I, I was always the Tennessee fan and the, the elephant in the room, if you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I come from a Georgia background family. Uh, I kind of inherited the uh, the Tennessee uh, fan fanship way back in my uh, earlier days, like middle school and stuff, from uh, uh, um, my stepmother's family and. Um, Ever since then, it's just kind of stuck with me, man. So I've always just kind of had that, you know, a lot of dogs, uh, you know, word intended there in my face. And, you know, nobody's really <laughs> helped back me up on that, you know. <laughs> Everybody's talking shit to me, and then I you know, give a little bit back, and then it's just like nobody's there to back me up, you know. Right. And, right. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and unfortunately, you know, growing up, in the 90s, I don't remember much of it, but we we dominated for the most oh, part yeah. in this uh, in this uh, this rivalry matchup. But in recent years, um, even though we did have a couple back to back wins, um, you know, in, in most recent years, past three years, we just we have really really struggled. So this week, it also falls it also falls close to my birthday too. She does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy belated, uh, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I've, I've been oh. I've been to games on my birthday. Uh, nice. At Neyland Stadium and stuff, so it, it really hits home for this because not only is my birthday involved, but it, it gets it, it's got me involved, it's got my friends involved, it's got my family involved, and then it's just all about those bragging rights, man. Just whoever, oh, yeah. whoever can take the take the win and be able to talk about it for a year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what I love about it. So <laughs> as as far as you guys are coming in with a little bit of momentum, you have two wins and. Even us Georgia fans, we can't dismiss those two wins and say, oh, those are cupcakes. It's all SEC schedules. Y'all knocked off Carolina to start with, and then an impressive win at Mizzou last week. What have you liked so far from Tennessee that, that you've seen up to this point? Well, both games were different in their own. And, um, you know, yes, I'll, I'll take both wins as they were. But we, we struggled a lot like Georgia did in the first game. Uh, mm-hmm. um, we could not – get a third down conversion to save our freaking lives. Um, and But the number one thing as far as, like, what, what I'm excited about what I really like is the resiliency. I think we just have a little bit more of that, you know, old-school Tennessee edge to us that Jeremy's really pushing into our into our program and uh, just that fight. I mean, we've got some physical guys up front, man, on both sides, um, which to me is really comparable, comparable to Georgia. Uh, Georgia's front line uh, and, and just, you know, front seven in, in general on defense is just outstanding. But, I mean, we're right there to uh, to back that up as well. And our offensive line is, is experienced and we're big and we're bad. And uh, we've been running the ball really well. Um, so, I, I think uh, also, you know, with going into the second game against Missouri, uh, Garantano 
he he stepped back up to the plate a little bit more. Now, granted, he was able to lean on the rushing game a little bit more mm-hmm. than he was the first game, mm-hmm. but um, that dif- that's a different Garantano than we're used to, man. He he carried over a lot of his mistakes from game to game to where now, you know, I know it's only been two games. Yes, we are early in the season, but we're still able to right. talk about it. Um, yeah. For, from him to go from the Carolina game to this Missouri game, um, you know, he just seemed a little bit more poised. His accuracy still isn't isn't quite there where we want it to be. He missed a lot of short passes and stuff, but um, I really like where he's at. I mean, uh, it is kind of a joke. He's been there long enough now, you know. He's been there long enough. He's got, he's got to make some shit happen, man. He's got to really, you know, put himself in those situations and, and take advantage of, you know, what the defense has given us and, and, and utilize those small yardage situations and and, and keep pushing pushing us. But I really just like our resiliency, man, and, and how we've really turned a corner, in my opinion, with the with the program. Not getting my hopes up too, too much on, on like, the uh, the full length of, of the season. It's a game-by-game uh, season, right. especially playing SEC all year. But uh, I, I really like where we're headed just uh, with, the do- with, the, with the fight we have in the team. And if, to be fair, I think a lot of Tennessee fans – you know, win or lose come Saturday. I think you guys have gotten to a place where you want to be competitive. Yeah. So, and like, if it doesn't work out, so be it. But you want to see some competitive, uh, competitive game, not a blowout. And to touch on two points that you mentioned, uh, we we also mentioned before we call you the offensive line has been great. The running game has been great. Uh, and then on top of that, Garantano has been better. Now, me personally, I think the game will be decided on Garantano. I think if we can make them one dimensional. If he has a good day, so be it. But right. it's going to be on him to win that game. So that's what I think. What do you think Tennessee has to do if they're going to pull him? I agree with that. And it's funny you bring that up because uh, I, I think a big talk is, is both quarterbacks, uh, really, in that, you know, you know, y'all y'all got a – I mean, a guy that he's, he's seasoned to a degree. I know he's done a lot of transferring back and forth, and, and he's gotten some experience, but, I mean, he's still – uh, new to you know being the starting quarterback for Georgia and and Garantano he's been around for us for a while but um, you know can't really say too much about uh, the uh, Georgia's quarterback but um, with Garantano I mean he he's been there man and, and and he's capable of doing this stuff but uh, aside aside from that that uh, QB battle to an extent um, I think one of the biggest things is um, uh, being able to take advantage, I, I think I alluded to it earlier, being able to take advantage of short yard stuff, man, because with the Georgia front like they have in the, in the running game and the offensive line that we have, that doesn't mean, you know, we're not going to be able to get seven, eight yards of carry. You know, we're going to have to be really um, disciplined and in, 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 in utilizing those, you know, three, sometimes four-yard gains that we get and doing those in the time of the game and the, and the time of the possession to where it's actually going to matter, you know, uh, and don't get down on ourselves just because we get a three-yard game because a three-yard game, man, going up against that defense and just back yeah, that's back a, that's a yeah. going back and forth with that, that's going to be huge. Uh, and then, you know, aside from that, um, I, I think, it, I think turnovers could, could really play into this too. Um, and just that, you know, I read something about like is anybody going to be able to like get a, a a score off a turnover? And I'm not even really concerned about that. I just think that, especially with ten, uh, with Tennessee, just obviously watching them more than I do Georgia. But um, 
can we get a turnover and can we do anything with it, man? Can we actually right. gain gain some yardage, get down, get a field goal, you know, and and or even maybe hopefully get a touchdown? Yeah, Utilize, course, yeah. Find find some way, man, to utilize a turnover if we are capable of getting one, um, and uh, and you know help help push help push that pressure uh, on Georgia because I mean we're talking about an underdog team here. I'm I'm an underdog in this uh, off the leash podcast right now, man. <laughs> and uh, I uh, I I know that we have a lot to prove. And uh, Georgia, to an extent, they you know they obviously have more more to lose here. And um, uh, the battle up front is going to be big too, man. With just the offensive line and and, and the defensive lines that both teams really respectively have, just because uh, I, I think we really com- we we both compare in a lot of similarities. I feel like our second both secondaries are they suck in my opinion. Um, I know we do for. For the most part, uh, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for uh, down, uh, you know, downfield heaves and stuff. I don't know about any hail marys, um, if you know. What I, mean. hope I, hope I hope not. I hope not. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but uh, I also, I, hope hope that, I, I don't think this will go from either a, a hail mary game or a forty-one to zero game either, though. So, um, I'm excited, man, and uh, I, I think, yeah, definitely the the QBs going against each other. Um, uh, our front, uh, you know, both front lines going after, going after each other and the fatigue that that can cause and uh, just taking advantage of those short yard situations. Yeah, absolutely. Cameron, I want to just compliment you on the fact that you can really cut a rug. I know uh, the last <laughs> podcast we mentioned Chris's wedding, and I just want to let you know, man, you got some legit dance moves. I don't know how Tennessee is going to do, but if it was anything like your dance moves, Georgia fans should be concerned. <laughs> hey, I, can, I can boogie. I can boogie. boogie a little bit. I can boogie. I can you can, boogie. man. I know. You know, you know I, I boogie on the beat and I boogie on the floor, you know. I mean, there you go. Wherever, wherever I need to boogie, man, I can boogie. All right. I like that. Hey, let me ask you this. Let yeah, me ask you up? this. Who, Who is Georgia fans should we be looking out for to put – some respect on their name. Like who might we might you know, we know Garantano, we know Cade Mays, you know, there's some players we obviously know, but who who should we kind of be keyed in for to look who would you say uh whose name would be called this Saturday? Um, I mean Ty, I mean Ty Chandler is is one, but I think his backup. Um I think uh I think Eric Gray is, is going yeah. he's he's he I mean, 'cause he's right they're really from what I remember, I mean, their their attempts are really close. Their yardage is really close. They're both averaging, I want to say, over five yards to carry. Um, I think Eric Gray is somebody that, even though I, I think he's, um, I mean, I'm not comparing them exactly, but I, I think he's a he's a Michelle to um, to Chubb type situation. You know, just to kind of throw it on mm-hmm. on a Georgia uh, as far as like a, a Georgia um, comparison there, like they used to be, Eric. Is the type of guy that you know he can he's going to be able to come in uh, when you know like I said the fatigue thing is going to definitely be a, a big deal up front just because people are going to be bang, banging heads and bashing and, and trying to get those three four four yard carries it doesn't sound like much but four you know right. four yard carry man can be big in a game like this and and somebody like Chandler is going to be able to he's going to get tired and uh, it's it's going to be crucial that both of them kind of. Um, you know, swap out on attempts and stuff like that. So Gray, I think, is uh, uh, one guy to watch. Um, uh, Velas Jones Jr. Uh, he's on. He's on returns, man. That this dude is a straight 
just straight up athlete, man. Put him anywhere, quite frankly. Uh, this guy is a beast. And um, uh, I've seen a little bit of, uh, and correct me, uh, Henry, if you're potentially watching, but uh, 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 2020, the linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already, got us, turn, he's already got us a turnover this year. Uh, yeah, I think I he's, he's a guy to watch. And then if nobody's heard about him, uh, DeAndre Johnson. That dude is a freaking beast. He's got, uh, he's leading us in tackles. And uh, he's also leading us with three and a half sacks already on the year. So I'd say Gray, uh, uh, 2020, and uh, DeAndre Johnson. Okay. Cool. And we'll definitely keep an eye out for those guys. And Cameron, uh, all I know is this is going to be a good game. And somebody, somebody's going to end up singing Rocky Top this weekend, whether it's you, whether it's me. Somebody's going to bust it out. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll let you go here in a moment. But first, uh, before that, I wanted to um, – because I know you got Tom Brady playing in this Thursday night football game, and shout out to Roquan Smith, I got him. I'm hoping he goes ham. Yeah, but I wanted to get a quick prediction from you. Just give me a hot take. Give me a prediction on what the score is going to be come Saturday afternoon. Uh, mm, mm, mm. I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say 27. Uh, no, we'll go, we'll go 24, 20. Uh, my balls, 24, 20. Balls outside. I think it's going to be it's it's obviously going to be tight, man. We've got, tight. got we've got to score early, man. Got to score early because you got to set that tone. You've got to set it to where again um, you get up enough where you can uh, start taking uh, advantage of maybe the time clock. Uh, I think that's going to be another big thing too. I didn't mention is um, is the time of possession. Tennessee mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. is terrible of that against South Carolina. But Georgia has absolutely dominated both teams this year in owning the ball. Um, yeah. That's that's really that's I mean other other than Auburn just not being able to execute because of the defense y'all have, but mm-hmm. Georgia just had the ball. I mean they had the ball for I want to say it was like ten or thirteen uh, minutes more than Auburn did in the entire game. So right. um, I, I think I think it's going <clears> to <throat> come down to the wire, man. I really do. And of course I'm going to make a prediction. Uh, that's going to go in the favor of me, uh, in of the favor of, my, in favor of my Vols. But of course. I, I think it's going to be, I think, because our offenses aren't, you know, too, too, um, like high count. Yes, we do have some really good athletes on both sides, but our quarterback play and decision making could really uh, throw a kink in, you know, adding like, uh, you know, some really high scores into this game. But um, I, I think 24 20 is a solid. A solid score, and it could go either way. But of course, I'm gonna pick my ball. <laughs> hey, you know, Cameron, we haven't picked against Georgia yet, so <laughs> we we, <laughs> we, we, we we understand how that works. <laughs> Makes sense. Hey, I, mean, you know, I got. I know some people humble themselves and they say, "Well, you know, Georgia, right, right. they are ranked third, so." Hey, come on now, we're we're all too competitive for that. <laughs> hey, hey, let me ask you one last question. Based in Georgia, outside perceptions from a Tennessee fan perspective what are you most concerned about as a fan playing georgia like what what about georgia seems to be the most dangerous i think the the overall identity of georgia um because we're you know kirby's been there what six years now um mm, and or five, five years five this is your five, five years and i mean yeah. it's not too far off of Pruitt, but you gotta also think that i mean mark mark rick had you know he had good um 
um, good recruiting and stuff coming in. I'm not trying to bash Bush Jones, but I mean, we, we've had four, I want to say four head coaches in the past 10 years, man. So we're, we're still really trying to figure out our identity or get back to our old identity, which is, I think we're, we're Pruitt's already pushing, uh, pushing towards is to make ourselves physical, man. We got to be more of a physical team. So without, what I'm getting at is that Kirby has already really gained that identity back with, with Georgia and y'all's defense, man. This is, in my opinion, um, and without looking at stats, just you know, seeing the past two games, y'all's defense is this is probably the best defense they've had since Kirby's been there, in my opinion. Um, and uh, the other defenses yeah. have been stellar too. Don't get me wrong, they have been stellar. I know there's some NFL guys that are already out there playing that have been a part of those defenses. Um, but I, I yeah. think that I think that's the biggest concern for, with me is that they just have a little bit more of a comfortable style and understanding of, you know, what they're going after, what they can do, and how to utilize their schemes and stuff than, than Tennessee does. So um, that, that, that's one that's – not to say I don't think Tennessee can, can uh, execute and get things done. I just think that Georgia has a little bit more of a foundation than Tennessee does right now just because of the coaching. Right. I, I can definitely see that, and I, I have to agree with you. I think they're – our defense is the best that it's been since Kirby's been here. But just to flip the question on its axis, I'll also say, you know, as a fan playing Tennessee, just so you can hear it directly, it's like I'm most concerned that Garantano is going to really turn the corner in his development. You know, he's had plenty of time, like you said. Right, he's, right. He's got, he's got the physical intangibles. So really it's like is he mentally at this point – able to take that next step because Tennessee has good enough players to beat Georgia. I mean, they've, oh, yeah. you don't have, you don't have to add up the stars, but they have the talent to right. do it. Right. It's really, it, I think it really comes down to leadership and these kind of situations where on paper, everything's pretty good. And then, you know, a team like Clemson not, might not ought to beat Alabama, but then Deshaun Watson comes through and who's Hunter Renfro, but some kid who's, stepping up so you, you know that's where the that's where the names get remembered and I, so that's kind of just just to let you know that's kind of where i'm looking at tennessee coming in you know you guys are good you've got you're on a roll you're dangerous obviously uh kirby and jeremy pruitt might as well be coaching cousins and we yep. both know their history with uh Saban and probably how that identity has kind of been imprinted upon them so i think we are very similar teams and Looking at Tennessee, I think, you know, are they going to turn the corner? Is Garantano going to take that next step? Because, you know, I've on paper looked at him and this dude's what, 6'4, 240. Oh, yeah. Big, quick, he's quick, a big you, know, you know, he's a beast. So I've been looking at him. The eye test for a minute has been, for me, this guy's dangerous, but he, he really hasn't shown it. And, you know, I'm, if I were, that's where I would tease you, but I'm going to be, <laughs> you know. Right. But, see, you know. Yeah, for me, if if I was Garantano, I've got to be so damn hungry, man. Like, I, mm-hmm. because, I mean, when you go to a, a, a program like Tennessee or Georgia or Alabama, Florida, you know, and you go in and you become a starting quarterback, like, I mean, we, we've seen all kinds of starting quarterbacks that come out of, uh, you know, all the ones I just named, and they make it to the NFL, man. And they're they're capable of either being like a really good a backup or even a potential starter. Um, but 
Garantano mm-hmm. has not, if he's wanting any kind of, you know, after college, any kind of career to get into the NFL, dude, again, if I'm him and that's, and that's my, my, my path, that's the way I want to go. He, he hasn't shown up for any of that, man. He has no, Nothing on his track record that's showing that, yes, we need to draft, draft this guy in the first three rounds, well, draft this and, guy at all. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the continuity, and you guys finally have some, uh, you know, Cheney's still there, right? You know, is that right? Yeah, so you guys have, a, you know, a, a good OC in there that's proven, you know, he's been in there for a couple of years, he's got a good offensive line, and that's those are key ingredients to a quarterback success. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Adding to... Adding to what I'm looking for at the game, I do think that overall Georgia is going to be too deep, and our defense, I think, is the best unit in maybe in college football. Uh, I think definitely in the SEC, though. So, yeah, that's, and, a, that's a bold statement. So, but right. we'll see. That doesn't mean uh, they're impervious or the the Titanic can't sink, right? So oh, we've 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 seen it happen before and any uh Mark Rick team will tell you how how it goes when you start getting the big heads. So I think uh <laughs> I, we'll just have to we'll be talking about it next week <laughs> with more clarity. But that's uh I appreciate you coming on the show man and I hope you're doing well in general. Uh, oh absolutely man. It was and it was good seeing you uh, a couple weekends ago too, Keegan. It's been a been a long time, man. We need to all get back together here soon and uh, yeah, you know, do well, it like we, do it like we used to do when we come down to Athens, man. Oh, absolutely. Well, Cam, I really do appreciate you coming on our podcast. Uh, good luck this weekend. I'm sure I'll see you at some point. And uh, like I said, somebody's gonna be singing Rocky Top, so we'll just wait and see. You damn right. Just wait for me to call you singing it myself, my guy. <laughs> I appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Go ball. See y'all. No dogs, buddy. No dogs. I'm so glad we had Cameron on. Like I said, man, he know he knows his stuff. He, he's been a ball fan for a while, and it, it was actually good because our view of what we thought was going to make Jordan successful, he he said the same things on the other side from their vantage point. So it looks like at least uh, we're both kind of on the same page from different sides. So how'd you feel about it, man? That, it was really good having him on. It's cool hearing from the other side of the fence and then Cameron just being a cool dude and he's got a football background. So a great guest to have on the show and hopefully it can just, you know, keep being a thing. Maybe it can be a, we can, we can go off the leash to the Vols fans and they can, uh, we, we can start another branch. <laughs> oh, brother Cam's always a good one. Uh, cause I know if, if we end up winning, he'll be upset. But uh, again, for them, I think they're looking for more being competitive. And if we have to lose in an upset, uh, I can handle being around Cam. Uh, not many other ball fans I, I'm going to want to see. So, uh, <laughs> so right. I'll take it. But um, before we hop off here, Keegan, I wanted to go ahead and get your prediction and how you think the dogs are going to do. Well, I think it's going to be a little bit more of the same. I think Tennessee is definitely the best team we've played up to this point. And, you know, I think they're going to be hungry for it. We just heard it. I think Garantano is going to actually play pretty well. Um, I don't think it's going to be enough, though, so I'm going to have to say score overall 36, Georgia, 17, Tennessee. And, with a, and, a, and Tennessee leads early. That's what I think, I think. Okay, it's going to be a little dog fight. We, we haven't been doing so hot in the first half, so I think that could uh, come, you know, it could catch us with a good team. So that's kind of my 
my fear and prediction, but I think we I'm got gonna it. Go, I'm going to go 35-13. Uh, like I said, I think we should have scored about 40 on Auburn. I think it is close early, um, but I think the volunteers struggle to get in the end zone, so they end up maybe with a touchdown and two field goals, get 13, and I think eventually the dam breaks on their defense, and we find a way to put it in the end zone. 35-13 dogs, and pushing the series to 25, Georgia, 23 balls, and two games tied. I like it. One prediction I have is that we see two quarterbacks this game. Okay, you're going to go two quarterbacks, huh? I really I do. I do think so. I know well, we talked about last game. <laughs> yeah. Either way, this one's gonna be this one's gonna be good. This one's gonna be an instant classic. I just got a feeling. And um again, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Rocky Top. I already got it downloaded on the iTunes. I I am ready to go, bro. I'm ready for this one. This one's one of my favorites. I can't wait. I won't sing it yet, but I've been warming up my pipes. I'm gonna save them uh, as much as I can because you know I love to sing it. We 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 can do a little duet. <laughs> There you go. Well, Dog Nation, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, special thank you to Cameron Crump. Uh, Keegan, always thank you to you, Dog Nation. Let's go get this. Let's go get this game and make them take off that orange for the rest of the year. How about that? Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me, man. Go freaking dogs. I'll take it. You know what it is? Dogs off the leash. Off the leash.